We all struggle. We all struggle. But through it all, I know I'm blessed. And I'm grateful. Appreciate the blessings. Appreciate the inner peace that I got when I'm stressing. Appreciate the fact that you don't leave me out here guessing. Welcome to the third episode of the Grateful Dread Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Soul, aka the Grateful Dread. Some people know me as the Mad Fanatic, but we uh we want to redefine that. Get to know me as Jimmy Soul. Today I want to talk about um, a few different things. Number one, first and foremost, why I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I woke up this morning. I'm grateful that I'm alive and well. My kids woke up. My wife is up. The sun came up. It's a beautiful day this morning here in Connecticut. It's winter time, but it does not really feel like winter. It's probably like almost 50 degrees, and it's just peaceful, man. Um, over here by the still water, just taking it in. And um, excited about my day, excited about my last few days. Um, I've been really productive days. Yesterday I made this song that uh, initially I really wanted to keep because I think it's going to be a hit record. But then Tina suggested to me that I, I shop it and give it to one of these London, UK artists that are really on this kind of vibe of that song um, that are blowing up left and right. And then I was kind of stubborn at first, like, man, I cannot have a hit record, whatever. But then, like, later on that day, I got, like, this, it was, like, I don't know. I look for a lot of signs, and, and I, I feel like certain things, I don't really necessarily look, but certain things feel like signs when I see them. And um, I saw something pop up on my phone, and it was, like, uh, if you got two of them, give one away. And this particular song is part of a project I'm working on. And it's, like, there's two songs back-to-back that are, like, these... Uh, I want to say sex songs, but they're not really, like, blatant like that. Like, one is called Touch You, and a lot of it is talking about, like, I want to touch you and, like, kiss you and just hold on to you. It's not, like, sexualized like that, like that, but it's a little bit. And then there's this other song called Our Vibe, which also just hints at it. It doesn't really go there like that, but it's a both songs, I feel like, are incredible songs, and I really don't need both of them. And when I saw that, it was like, I felt like God was telling me, like, yo, give one of those away. And I coupled that with what Tina said. And then I I was like, you know what? I should try to shop this song. Why haven't I been shopping music? And the crazy thing is, before I became the Mad Fanatic, um, I was so insecure. It's crazy. Um, but I, I had this, like, spark of creativity and, like, positivity and hope one day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to shop a song Every single day I'm going to record a song and every day I'm going to send a song to these same three publishers that I want to publish and deal with to show them I'll show them I'm a uh, consistent hit maker and I'm just like a talented writer. I can make songs every single day that are good. And I did that for like a week and a half. Right. And then I got a response from one of them. It was Patriot Games, Ryan Tedder's publishing company at the time. And the dude broke my heart. Yo, He was like, yo, instead of sending me one good song every day send me one great song like once a month because you're going to ruin your reputation just bothering people like this and i was so offended and mostly because it was based in insecurity that i was just like i don't know what i was i was really just like um i 
I don't know, man. But I stopped. Long story short, I stopped sending songs that day. I didn't send anyone else's song ever again. I was like, I'm done with this because I was I wasn't secure enough in what I in my art and my talent that I could take feedback like that or criticism like that. Which, looking back now, it's like, yo, this wasn't even terrible. I could have been happy and had a perspective of gratitude and been like, you know what? That's dope. Number one, I got a response with this strategy after just a week and a half of of submitting, which is a win in itself. And then number two, he said my songs were good. So I could have been like, okay, now let's continue to work on just just send him the best of the best ones. Don't send him every single song because he personally doesn't want to get an email from me. But even that, maybe just take him off of my list of sending every day, maybe still send everybody else every day. I don't know. I could have handled that totally different, but I didn't have the right perspective. And then as I told you guys yesterday, I kind of started making football music because I felt like my songs, I was snitching on myself. But um, so I kind of got away from that. And then I do the football music and it kind of blows up um, unexpectedly and it ended up consuming my life. And then I completely stopped. I never went back to trying to be Jimmy Soul and make regular music, quote unquote. And I definitely never continued pursuing my career, my dream job of being a songwriter. When I was uh, in high school, I was a singer. I was like, uh, I was performing in, in New York for this nonprofit called City Kids and as, a, as a high school student. I was winning like talent shows and and I just knew I was gonna be a star. And um, right after high school, two weeks after I graduated, 17 years old, I moved to New York with this dude that used to be the manager of City Kids, or the director of City Kids. And he was going to be my artist manager. And he had all these connections and opportunities for me to record in studios and go on tour with people and all types of stuff. And at the same time, one of the kids in City Kids, uh, he had just joined this class. It was this really like cool, ultra exclusive um, class that you go to every week. You meet once a week. And um, like one class, the first class, for example, was at Atlantic Records. And Lava Records, so they're in the same building. We went to both record labels, sat down with the head A&Rs, and they taught us the process of getting your music, um, pitching your demos to, to get a record deal. They had a lady come in, show us this this group's um, music video that was about to be released. Oh, I can't think of their name right now, but um, they were they were big at the time. It was like an alternative group. Um, but he told us about the budget for the video, how much it costs to go on tour, how the money breakdowns are, how they front the money up front, or in certain cases, it's half the money they give you, half is, and he was just telling us how this, how it works. And the next class I went to, is like at a high school, and it was like, we were learning how to copyright our songs. And long story short, I started learning about the music industry, and I started realizing that the money was, was in the writing side of it. And I started realizing I also wasn't so sure I really wanted fame like that. I felt like um, I really wanted my music to be heard and I really wanted to make money, but I didn't necessarily want to be famous and lose my anonymity. So I started becoming really fascinated with wanting to be a songwriter. And I was like, you know, what? I think that's what I want to be. Um, fast forward to me becoming a mad fanatic and I realized I don't mind being an artist at all. I definitely don't. But I also enjoyed the mad fanatic journey because it was like, I'm still like home. Nobody cares who I am. You know what I mean? A couple here and there, I'll run into a Bronco fan. I'm like, yo, are you the math fanatic? And I'm like, yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's like nobody even knows me out here. And it's like, I mean, everybody knows me that knows me. I, I, I was popular in high school and stuff. So I have a lot of friends, but I don't have fame. And I like that. But also if I go 
to where the Bronco games are, Bronco fans are. I love meeting people, shaking their hands, and being able to put a smile on somebody's face just because they're happy they met me. It's dope, and I'm really grateful for that. And I also, in the journey, learned how to be an artist, learned how to perform, learned how to interact with fans, learned why it matters. I, I polished my skills as an artist, recording, recording, recording for eight years. I got so much better that now when I make songs, I'm like, yo, I could pitch songs like, hey, I want to be an artist. I could possibly get a record deal and or I got a song to be great for Chris Brown or great for Popcon. Or, you know what I mean? So I'm really excited about this next chapter of my life because I feel like I'm going to get back into that and I'm going to really pursue my original dream. And one of the other things about being a um, songwriter that make me want to be a songwriter was like, yo, I could not have my first hit record till I'm 70 and it doesn't matter that I'm 70. You know what I mean? And it could be a song I did when I was 30. You know what I'm saying? So it's a career I've always wanted. And I'm just excited right now that uh, I feel like God is leading me back to that. And um, I'm finding that love and that hope again. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm really excited about this new year, man. And I used to be discouraged. A few weeks ago, I was discouraged. I was like, man, <clears throat> I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I had this perspective. But I just wasn't very hopeful. And then, and then right now, like I've been making a lot of Christian music, right? Because I'm on this walk with God right now where, um, well, I've always loved God and always felt, known there was a God. But I feel like now I'm getting to know him more intimately, more personal, more like needing him. I think this whole tower moment in my life of telling my wife the truth and starting to live in my truth and having to kind of repent and live and be honest with myself has allowed me the opportunity for God to really come back into my life and for me to um, reconnect with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And and um, I feel like I'm getting to know and hear him a lot more clearly, not like audibly, like he's talking, but like hear it in my heart. Um, and, I'm, and I'm allowing him to guide my steps, which is really, really dope. And it's cool because I'm noticing where I think he's leading me. It's like, yo, you're going to be making these Christian songs. And I'm like, but I don't know how people are ever going to hear them. I want people to hear my music. That's something I always feel like these great songs that I make, people should hear them. You know what I mean? And I don't know that part. I'm not a marketing guru or anything like that. So yesterday I get this I get this Facebook message from somebody. He's like, hey, man, are you into Christian rap? Because he heard a little snippet from my God's plan joint. He's like, man, you're dope. I've been hearing a lot of your songs sound like they're on the Christian side. And you should hit, hit up this dude named Toby Mack. I don't even know who Toby Mac is, but he's like, yo, this Toby Mac dude, he helped um, provide a platform for Lecrae, who's now the biggest Christian rap artist there is. And I'm like, yo, I love Lecrae. I love Andy Mineo. Those are, those are like the dudes. I want to be in their lane. Um, so in the process, I'm like, yo, so give me, um, do you know how I can reach him? And he gives me this email address that's like their website lady, who he says is her assistant. But in, in, in taking that information, I went and I searched and I saw, OK, true artist management. And I got back to what I used to do. I'm like a beast at tracking people down and finding out email addresses and finding out contact information for people and being able to shoot my shot and knowing how to write the right emails to get those calls back and those emails back. I've done it so many times. I, another thing I've learned being a math fanatic, I, I like cold call reached out to to get the opportunity to do the intro song for Thursday Night Football. Same with um, the songs on on, on uh, 
March Madness and, and like so many opportunities have just been me just reaching out to people that have no idea who I am and just making them intrigued. Like, huh, this guy sounds pretty confident. He sounds like he says he can provide us some value. Let's hear or hear him out and then to listen to my songs and then my talent speaks for itself. So anyway, in doing that, it just reminded me of like, yo, this ain't that hard, bro. And, and I ended up finding, like, emails for, like, Chris Brown's A&R, who's one of the people I want to shop this song to. I ended up finding every email address for the entire staff at, uh, at, at RCA because something my homegirl told me, who's a marketing executive, is once you find the formula for their email address, everyone's is the same. So, for example, if I find, uh, like, with the Broncos, right, if, if their formula is, like, uh, the guy's name is Bob Mestis, right, and... He used to work uh, in the in, um, fan engagement department with the Broncos. The Broncos' email addresses, if I find one person who works at the Broncos and his email address is john.elway at broncos.nfl.net, then that means Bob Mestis' email is bob.mestis at broncos.nfl.net. You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, I could sh- got all these shots I could shoot with RCA. I found another. I found booking for, for artists like PopCon. I found managers emails i found so many i'm like man i'm about to be shooting these shots every day record a song and uh email them and shoot these shots man because like what i'm going through right now financially and stuff it's like yo these struggles could end completely forever with one hit record and even with just a placement like yo twenty five hundred dollars or ten thousand dollar type joint upfront money that could be another fifty thousand in in royalties and stuff it's just i'm excited yo I am excited. So I tell you all this basically because I want to tell you about my life, but also because I want to tell you that the only thing that changed between two days ago and today, the only thing that changed is my perspective. Only thing that changed is now I'm excited. Now I have hope. Now I'm like seeing, I'm being aware of, um, of what God is doing. And I'm being aware that he's saying, hey, man, I got you. You got to just trust me. Let me lead you. Trust me. Have faith in yourself, too. Don't be thinking you're not good enough or thinking of reasons to, to not receive the opportunities. Um, I was watching this thing yesterday, last night. Um, my favorite pastor, well, second favorite pastor, uh, tie for first favorite pastor, Stephen Furtick. Uh, he's got a church, a bunch of churches, actually, in, in the North Carolina area. And um, I was watching this old video he did around this time of year, a few years ago. And it was about the... 10 contentment commandments is kind of a corny name for the for the thing but he capitalized 10 in contentment and he was talking about being content and like how you be content and i wish i memorized them or had a phone where i could look at them and say them while i talk to you but there was one in particular there was a few i do remember it on uh, one the first one was thou shalt always rejoice and basically that meant like yo you got to Always be grateful, man. Always appreciate the blessings. Always give thanks. Always praise God. Always see the good in your situation and be grateful for it. Another thing was about remembering the the things that God's done in your life before and the way he's shown up and got you through circumstances. Don't forget that. And there was a few more. There was um, there was a thou shalt receive. That was such an important one. Um, After letting go was like a release. It was like receive. You got to be able to receive these opportunities and receive these blessings and know that you're worth it. And then the last one was remain. I remember that one. And it was like when you get into that grateful place of gratitude, stay there. Don't 
don't don't go somewhere else. But there was one more in particular I really wanted to touch on. But you know what? Just look it up. Watch the whole thing. It's a great sermon. It's called uh, the Ten Contentment Commandments. I think that the whole thing in life is we got to learn how to be content. We got to learn to be really realizing that we actually have everything we need, that God has our back, that we are blessed, that we are lucky to be alive, and that there's opportunities all around us to make our life better, um, to turn things around, whatever situation we're in. We just got to be open to it. And it starts with being grateful. It starts with giving praise. It starts with being open. It starts with letting go of your need to control the outcome and being in a position where you're open to a lot of opportunities. So uh, I, I've talked longer than I really intended to, and I still didn't even say my prayers yet. And thank God myself for today. So I'm going to get to that. But um, I hope you guys have a blessed day and appreciate the blessings. All right. All right. I just remembered what the uh, contentment commandment was that I forgot. So I had to come back. and I couldn't leave you without this one. Thou shalt be content in all seasons. Um that's a deep one that's a very important one it means whatever season of your life i know me particularly like literally in the winter i'm usually miserable i'm like oh, it's winter it's cold ah, i can't go to the beach i can't enjoy my life blah 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 and i get like defeated before my day even starts but now like look at it now i'm like it's winter time right now and it's beautiful out here and i'm in a season of my life of you i could look at it as challenging um, but I look at it as an opportunity to grow, to grow closer to God, to get to know myself more, to spend some real quality time with myself, to not be as needed while my wife wants space. Um, I'm in a season where I'm challenged, where, you know what I mean? The, the Broncos have been terrible for a few years. So I'm, I have the opportunity to figure out a new way to provide for my family. So it's all perspective, man. But thou shalt be content in all seasons. And I am grateful when I have very little and I'm grateful when I have very lot because regardless, I have life, which is a lot. I have air, which is a lot. I have health, which is a lot. I have love, which is a lot. I get to know God more and more every day, which is a lot. So I'm grateful. I'm content. But remember, be grateful in whatever season of your life you're in. So I, I remember that and just wanted to tell you that. But um, again, appreciate the blessings. Appreciate the blessings. So grateful. I'm blessed. Yes. Appreciate the blessings. I'm so grateful to be alive. Now thank you. Appreciate the blessings. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yes. Appreciate the blessings. So are you. Now thank you. Appreciate the blessings.